Good morning, everyone. How are you, GT family? Blessed Sunday. Yes, oh. Blessed Sunday, Jeff. I think you got a snap in here, right? Okay, okay. Ah, ah, here we go. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> How are you, Dad? I am doing fine. Thank you. Yourself? Oh, very good. Very mm. good. So great to see so many of the GT family online already. Good morning, Zach. Good morning, Brother Songhao. Hey, wow, we have a guest all the way from Maryland. Nice wow. to see you. Hi, Smith. Hi, Amy, Sarah, Jenny. I hope everyone is well. Yes, I hope you all are well. The theme of our conversation this morning is encouragement. Let's face it, um, the world and indeed Malaysia, we're still going through a tough season uh, with the Omicron. Um, you know, obviously we're still experiencing climate change as yeah. we saw the terrible floods towards the end of last year. Yeah. We even felt the tremors, right, mm. from the recent earthquake. I don't know how many of you, you know, uh, felt that uh, from the earthquake in Sumatra. Mm. And of course, very sadly, there is now a war in Ukraine. Yeah. So, we would like to, in, in, in the midst of this challenging season, God, we just wanted to reflect a little bit and just think about how does how do we encourage each other? Yeah, there's so many things happening right now. Yeah, so can you share with us? And then GT family, please uh, feel uh, free to uh, type in the chat. Mm. You know, any encouragements, any encouraging words? Uh, for example, your favorite Bible verses. How do we encourage each other? I think we can't run away from the word. Of course, we can say all the good vibes and everything, right? But I think the truth. The Bible truth still stands, right? And and in this recent this season, for me, the verse that stands out for me, uh, it, that, it stood out because um, it, it's a bit savage, right? So, <laughs> so Joshua one nine, right? God is telling Joshua, "Have I not commanded you?" It's like I already said it, right? So God is saying this: that be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed or intimidated. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I think just recently, because of the war, my brother even shared with the family. He said that you know now that with the war, um, I he himself feels feels a bit um worried, right? Because financially, we don't know how is it going to affect our economy, right? So when I heard that, I was like, Yeah, oh God. But then just being reminded by this verse that the Lord is with us no matter where we go. We don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be dismayed, right? I think, thank God for His faithfulness. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just before I share, um, good morning, Pastor Roger. I hope you're feeling well. Yeah, good morning, John. So nice to see everybody. Uh, for me, it's uh, Philippians 4, 6. Mm. Right? Rejoice in the Lord always. Always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Mm -hmm. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And this is obviously the most powerful part. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So just to share a recent happening, I mean, uh, we were obviously uh, socializing a little bit, you know, uh, going out for the Chinese New Year. And, you know, uh, we had a little family cluster because, you know, uh, I think we got it during the reunion dinner. Can you believe it? Yeah. Uh, but praise God. I mean, you know, even though um, there are quite a few members and especially my mom, who's a senior citizen, mm. right? Um, you know, but all she had was a cough and praise God for the vaccines, for mm. the booster. And she went through it with such a positive and a great spirit. And you know, every day in the chat, she was like, God, and you know, giving us a daily report. So thank you. Thank you, Jesus, you know, for, for that kind of encouragement every day, mm. for, you know, just strengthening our hearts and strengthening us. Praise God. But we do know that in this time of this uncertainty, right, 
having to just manage our own thoughts and emotions is going to be difficult. But at the same time, if you're a parent or, you're an, or if you are an adult living with a child or a teenager, it can be difficult to how do I help my this child or this teen even process what's happening around us, right? So we got your back, all right? So this, so this morning, I'm going to share with you four tips, yeah? Four tips on how do we engage um, our teen and our children even in conversation um, about what's happening around us. So first tip, all right? Speak truthfully, but keep conversations age-appropriate. So if your child is just a toddler, of course your child will know about what's going on, right? So that's fine. But if your child is a bit older, if your child's already exposed, already hearing from school that oh, there is war happening or, or like there is Omicron, right? Um, going on then then perhaps you can already address it instead of telling the child don't worry because we know from life experience right don't worry is not enough right they, they know what's going on all right they know what's going on so we need to help them learn what do you do with your worry so from the great thanksgiving right okay the second point is pizza consider a media break when younger kids are so if you've got younger children because some of those images could be a bit gory some could be like like violent so we don't want to expose our children to those things so soon in their lives so do when they're around just engage them in, in play engage them spend time with them instead of being attuned to i know you want to get all the updates but put the device aside and engage with your child all right the third thing Remind them that good still exists. So the author, I'm getting this from my article, I'm also clever, okay? <laughs> so the author of this article is saying that um, they read from Fred Rogers, right? From Mr. Rogers' neighbor, I think it's, it's a movie or something. When I was a boy and would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. So use this even as a teachable moment to share and to challenge your child. What do you think we can do in order to help the situation? So that our children and even ourselves, we don't feel helpless in this situation. And one of the best ways that we could help, I saw this on Instagram and I thought it was so good because a lot of parents would say, hey, let's, let's pray like them before. Or like friends say, thank you for praying. And you'd be like, it's the least I can do. No, it is not the, the least best. we could do. It's the best Amen. we could do. It's the most we can do. So therefore, right now, we've got two more minutes here with you. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray for the situation and help. And we're going to ask God to turn the situation around for his will to be done that's going to be living prayer thank you so much um dot for those really practical tips thank you lord so let's pray us in let's be still and know that god is in charge thank you lord thank you lord dear father lord jesus you are the almighty god you are the lord of all seasons whatever the season is whether it's good whether it's not so good whether it's challenging whether it's joyful dear father we know that you are always there dear father lord so right now, right here, and every single day of our lives, dear Father, we pray, dear Father, that we look to you, Lord. We look to you. We don't look to man, we look to you. Let you be the center of our lives, dear Father, Lord Jesus, for everything will be okay and your will will be done in our lives, dear Father. So dear Father, Lord Jesus, through all the trials and tribulations that the world is undergoing, you have stood by us and you will continue to be the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So we just pray and want to pray for all those who have been uh, impacted by these events, dear Father Lord Jesus, we want to encourage every member, uh, everybody who's listening in today, and every member of the GT family, especially. We want to bless Pastor Michael and his and his message as well, dear Father Lord Jesus. And just let all of us, dear Father, be let us be encouraged. Let us pray and come together as the body of Christ and be encouraged to know that all will be good and all is well 
when you are Amen. so grateful for everything. That's we thank right. you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 And it is 10 o'clock. Bye. Have a great service, everybody. Not yet. Are we still on? <laughs> yes, we are. are we Who am I? And who am I that you 
mighty Lord of glory, you have called me friend. Sing God Almighty.
thank you, God. We thank you, God, that you're hearing our music. <laughs> that you will reveal yourself to us. That God, that our songs and our praise and our adoration will bring glory to your name. Will bless your heart. That even when we don't have words to say, all we gotta do is look to you. Even in moments of sadness, of weeping, we know that when we sing and glorify your name, you will turn it into joy. You will turn it into gladness. And even in this time of turmoil, let us sing our praises even louder still, that the enemies will tremble and know that God is real. Who else would rocks cry out to worship? Whose glory taught the stars to shine? Perhaps creation longs to have the words to sing. But this joy is mine. Sing it with me. With a
Indeed, the Lord is worthy, church. Amen, church. The Lord is worthy. Come on, give him a clap offering. Give him a shout of praise. He deserves it all. He's our king. He's our master. He's our savior. He's your father. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we have the privilege, that we have the privilege, Lord, of gathering as one family, Lord, under this roof and even in online, Lord, we thank you for gathering us as a household of faith. And Lord, we give you all the praises, all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, even as we gather as one voice, we want to pray as a household for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and Russia as well. Will you just lift up your hands with me? Let's stand as one before the Lord and let's pray believing for God to do a divine intervention. Amen, church. Let's just pray in the spirit for a while. and righteousness to guide every leader in position, O Lord. And Lord, we pray for courage and boldness for them to make the right decision, O Lord. And today, Lord, we stand as your children praying for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Lord, for those who are suffering and, and fearful, we speak your peace. We speak, Lord, salvation to come to the lost we pray for the church in ukraine for the pastors and the believers there as they gather to pray lord fill them with your strength and your courage and your boldness too lord lord let them shine even brighter in these dark times that lord you will turn this situation around for the glory of your name jesus you are worthy of all our praise and all our worship today and we bring Ukraine and Russia to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody says, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Before you're seated, just wave to someone next to you. If you're online, just give a thumbs up, give a hand wave, saying, Praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be here. We've got, a, we've got so many people in the house today. Good morning, church. Good morning to those in the hall and good morning to my GT family online. It's so awesome. Wasn't it an awesome time? Thank you, worship team. We have really, I always say this and I believe it to be true. We've got a great worship team. Amen, church. We are blessed that they're so tender before the Lord. Amen. So I just want to welcome, take this time to welcome our friends who could be joining us for the very first time. If it's your first time in person, you know, I believe you would have already indicated at front. And if you're first time joining us online, you will see a link coming up in the YouTube chat. Just click on the link 
and leave some details because you know what? We'd love to get to know you in a more personal manner. So welcome and thank you for joining us today. And as usual, what time is it now, church? It's offering time. It's time where we give of our best to honour God in our giving with all that He has given to us. We want to honour Him. You know, in this, in this recent month, since the borders have started opening, it has always been in our hearts to visit our Glad Tidings outreaches even in Perak. You know, we have got so many of our Bahasa-speaking outreaches among the OA and we couldn't see them for so long. But even in this last, uh, coming to two months, February is almost over, we've been able to make about two or three trips just to visit with them, hear from them and you know church, the testimony that's coming out, the church in the OA have been multiplying. Come on, give God the glory. They have been working hard, going into their different kampongs and just sharing the love of God, sharing the peace of God. And you know, church, it is possible because you are God's people and you have been faithfully partnering. I just want to read this verse to you. God's people faithfully brought in the contributions, tithes and dedicated gifts. 2 Chronicles 31 verse 12. And this is you. You have been faithful and we want to thank you. And we want to continue to encourage you to bless the kingdom of God in your giving and tithe. On screen, you will see details on how you can give. So you can continue to give online. And for those in the hall, there are also offering boxes at the, at the exits as you leave. So you can also drop in your offering packages. Let us pray and commit the offerings unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, Lord, we are, we are grateful that you call us to partner with you, Lord, in your end times, kingdom advancement work, Lord. And Father, we thank you for everyone that has been faithfully giving. Lord, you know the sacrifices as well. And Lord, we pray that you honour them. Honour every giver that is here, Lord. Honour their families, their, their households, O oh Lord. And God, as we bring of you our love gift to you, Lord, our tithe, our offerings, our mission givings and specific funds, we ask that, Lord, you multiply in your divine way so that the kingdom of God can grow and can expand. Lord, we want to give you all the glory because you are worthy of it all. So we commit it to you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we just have a, three short announcements. Two of these announcements specifically for parents in the house. If you're a parent online, just begin to just give a thumbs up. If you're a parent online, if you're in the house, wave to me if you're a parent because these two special things are coming to you from our family life ministry. First on the list coming up this Saturday on the 6th of March is Parents Bridging. How do we, how do we bridge to the, to the different generations? Learn from other parents who have been doing it and you know learn how to do it more effectively and successfully so join us online it's going to be a zoom training as well is in collaboration with kids church and as well as the youth ministry next on for the parenting blueprint we have two weekends set aside 12th and 19th of march from 2 p.m now this is how to be a good parent how do we parent in these days things are changing so 
quickly and rapidly. And this is a very interactive session. So don't miss out. Alright, just sign up immediately on your Church Centre app and be present, block off these times as well. And now for everyone else, if you have yet to be water baptised, good news for you, we have our first water baptism session for the year 2022 coming up in the month of March. That's right, in exactly one month's time on the 26th of March, Saturday, we will be conducting a water baptism. Forms are all available online. You can access it through our Church Centre app. If you need any more information on how we do things, all things are done with very strict SOPs, but you can check with your zone pastors and we'll be glad to help you through it all. So I hope that y'all will sign up for water baptism, those who have yet to be water baptised. And now, church, are you ready to receive the Word of God? I hope you're ready because it is my privilege and my pleasure to introduce this lovely, amazing man of God. I've, we went to Bible school together and you know, he has always been that encourager even while we were in Bible school and he continues to carry that role of being such a pastoral heart and having an encouraging spirit. And you know him very well as well. Will you join me and welcome our PJ3 Zone Pastor, Reverend Michael Tan. Thank you, Pastor Sunita. Thank you, Joshua. Such a humbling man, a worship leader, and then bringing the uh, rostrum to me. Good morning and shalom, Puji Tuhan. God bless each one of you. So good to be, have the privilege to bring the Word of God today. Let's just commit this time to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we truly say that you deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all, Lord. Where would I be? Where would we be without your love, without your grace, without your mercy, Lord? So today, Lord, we just come and sit at the feet of Jesus and listen that the Lord will speak to a man, Lord, to bring the word of God, Lord. Anoint my lips, Lord. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. And shalom to all of you. Today, even as uh, like what Pastor Sue says, the worship was amazing today. Not because we want to say anything about the worship team, but it is truly so powerful. I was so convicted of the throne of our Lord Jesus Christ. Especially when we sang the last song, I was just convicted that in the eyes of God, a holy God, who are we to come near to God? Who are we that we can call God our friend? Who are we that we can be sons and daughters of the Lord Jesus Christ? I pray that you will continue to be in this reverent spirit, reverent attitude, because the Lord of the church is here. In the book of Revelations, we see Jesus, the Lord of the church, the master of the church, the head of the church, walking among the seven churches. 
which represents all churches in all history. And today, I just feel that the Lord is walking in our midst and He has a word for us. And He's speaking to me, to you. Let me just take my text. May, uh, for those who are here, for those who are at home right now, can I ask you to just open your Bibles because I will not be able to show all the scriptures, but if you have your scripture with you, to turn it to Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. This will be the two uh, main uh, passages that we will be referring to. And uh, the main text will be taken from uh, verse 15 onwards to verse 21. Let me read from you from the ESV translation. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. The Lord of the church, the bridegroom. Do you know that we are the bride? I know for us men, we have a problem with that. But we combine the whole family of God. You and I, we form the bride of Christ. And the bridegroom is coming. Can we say an amen? And the bridegroom is walking in the midst of his church, looking at the bride, preparing his bride. And we have been on this series on the full life. Last week, we were talking about the mind aspect, the mental aspect which Pastor Roger spoke so eloquently. Today, even as we are talking about the full life, we see that in every family, God has an intention that the Christian family, the Christian household, the Christian marriage is one that will reflect the love of God for His church. The submission of the church to the Lord of the church. Today, even as we are quieting our hearts and listening to what the bridegroom is speaking to families, to marriages, may our ears perk up. May our hearts be open to what the Lord, the bridegroom, is speaking to the church. Because in every era in the history of man, the marriage institution, the family is always under attack. And this started right from the beginning in the Garden of Eden 
when Satan attacked the marriage and the family of Adam and Eve. And so God has already put in place His family code. Something that will help us to be able to resist against every attack, every wiles and strategy of the enemy to shipwreck families and marriages and households. If you were to look at this scripture that I've just read just now, 15 to verse 21, there are three contrasts here that the Lord is imperative. That means God is asking us to be careful. Husbands, wives, children, brothers, sisters, watch out. The three contrasts here is be wise and do not be unwise. Knowing and understanding the will of God as opposed to being foolish the third one is, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And this will lead to the three imperatives, the three commands. What do we do? How do we know that you and I are filled with the Spirit of God? How do you know that Jesus is the Lord of your household, of your family, of your marriage? It is these three things that will be seen in our lives. It is, we will be praising God. We will be worshipping God together as a household. It's so wonderful to have whole families worshipping online in your home. Whole families worshipping in the house of God. Because this is part and parcel of what the Spirit of God is doing in all those who are obeying. And then, giving thanks to God for all things. A spirit-filled husband, spirit-filled wife, a spirit-filled son and daughter will always look for something to be thankful. If you and I will be always looking for something to give thanks, whether how small it is, we won't have time to grumble, to complain about our spouse, about our children, about our in-laws, about our family members, even about those who are working with us in the home. And then the third imperative, first is praising and worshipping God, and then giving thanks. And the third imperative is submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. In everything, there is order in the house of God. Order in the family of God. Remember, submission is not man's idea. Submission is God's idea. It is the most powerful tool and weapon that God has given to marriages and household and family for the well-being, for the continual health and prosperity of every marriage. And then, what does the Lord speaks to us when it comes to submission? It is in three different contexts. And the context is found from verse 22 to verse 33, between wives and husband. Ephesians chapter 6, 
from verse 1 to, one to, to 4, for children to parents, and verse 5 to verse 9, for masters and servants, or employers and employees. God has not left us without a word, without instruction. God has spoken. That is the beauty of the Christian walk, the Christian home, the Christian life. We are not called to read books, to listen to internet, to watch the movies or the K-movies, to learn what is it to be a husband, a wife, a child. We have the Word of God. God has spoken. Three contexts that is so important in God's eyes. That's why the author of Hebrews says, marriage should be held in honour. The marriage bed should be undefiled and God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterer. Look at how serious God sees sexual purity, integrity, faithfulness in marriage. If God is speaking to you, if you have not been faithful to your marriage vows, to your partner, to your family, this is a call for each one of us to begin to bow down our knees to God and say, Lord, you're speaking to me. I have not been faithful to my spouse. Do you know that in the Old Testament, what happens to an adulterer? The adulterer will be stoned to death. And then the innocent party will be able to remarry again. But thank God that even in the New Testament, Jesus showed grace to say that every adulterer turn when you face a holy God. Otherwise, you will be judged. Jesus forgiving the woman caught in adultery is not a license for us to say, Jesus can also forgive me. No, that was not the intention of the story. It was to show that there is no sin that God cannot forgive. There is no mistake that we should say, I give up. No. So the three important contexts of submitting to one another is for the families. Because there is an intensive war and attack against the marriage and family. The world is blaspheming God and little by little redefining and reinterpreting manhood, womanhood, marriage and family unit. Especially in the West. The original design for men and women has been twisted and changed and redefined by culture, by people. In sports terms, the world is constantly moving the goalposts. Just when we, we get to know that what is right and wrong, they begin to change what is right and wrong. That's why the Word of God says they call good evil and they call evil good. So what is required right now is the restoration of the biblical family code. 
Where is the biblical family code found? It is found in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5 and chapter 6. And if we will go to the other scriptures, we will find it in Colossians chapter 3, verse 18 to 22, and verse 4 also, 1 Peter chapter 3, and Titus chapter 2, verse 5. We find all this repeated husbands to wives. How do we relate to one another? Parents to children and masters to servants. How do we relate? Do you know that the home, your home and my home, is the breeding ground, is the seminary, is the school where leaders are raised. If a man or a husband or a father cannot be a leader in his own house, never take him to be a leader in the church. Never take him to be a leader anywhere else because he cannot prove himself to be faithful, to be a leader of his household. If a woman cannot submit himself before God, there is a problem. For those here who are courting and looking for godly life partners, if you find that a girl that you are interested in and she is not submissive to her own father and mother, I tell you, you better run. Because what makes you so special that he's going to submit to you when you get married as a husband? The same thing for a man. If a man does not honour his father and mother, look at their... That's why it's in court, courting is so important. Look at how a man treats his father and mother. If there is disrespect, if there is dishonour, then I tell you, all women, run away from this man. Because if he cannot show honour and love to his own parents, what is the likelihood of he taking care of you after you get married? This is so important because the home is the training ground where leaders are shaped. So for us in the church, we have to examine when we appoint somebody to leadership. How is your household? How is your relationship with your wife, your husband and your children? This will be a gauge of leadership. The same thing in the home. Children. It is where children become citizens, are taught to be good, godly, impactful citizens. I know, many times today, there is so much pressure that our children will excel in their career. They will pray. They will go down on their knees to pray for a good school, a good college, a good university. But how many parents will go down on their knees to pray for the salvation of their children? to pray for godly character. And that is where, when they are bigger, when they give you problems, you say, what happened? When you point the finger to your children, you point the finger to their friends, the other three fingers will point back to you. As parents, what have you done to bring up your children in the love and fear of God? The responsibility, if you read chapter 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Honour your father and mother that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Bring them up, what? 
in the discipline. It means the area of discipling starts first, husbands and fathers. Discipling, shepherding, leading starts in the home before you start to win souls, before you start to disciple other people's children, other people's family. Have you and I disciple your own wife. Fed her with the Word of God. Sanctified her with the Word of God just like what Jesus has done to His church in we found in Ephesians chapter 5 just now. So the responsibility is heavy on husbands and fathers to first shepherd, first disciple your own wife and your own children before you go out and disciple others. We have seen men and women of God, people who are successful in life. But when they go home, their families are a wreck. Their, their marriages are shipwrecked because everything is chaotic. They are so fearful of their father, fearful of their husband. No wonder when we ask why, why is the world going down the drain? Because of the family code. Even in the church, even among Christians. When I first got married to Gwen before I came to the Lord, I was just doing whatever I think I should be doing. I didn't have a role model, I didn't have an example. And I can tell you that I thought of giving up. I said, I don't know how to be a father because I married young. I married when I was 24 and my wife was 22, 22, yeah. We were young. Of course, we were in love, but we didn't know the Lord and we didn't know that marriage is a big deal. Raising children is a big deal because God has His instruction. God has His family code. For us. So you all know about the SOS. The SOS is an international code for we are in trouble. And today the bridegroom of the church, Jesus, is sending an SOS to you and to me, to families, to say that we have to come back and listen to the Lord of the church, to the one who created the marriage institution and the family, and to start to obey Him, follow and listen to the family code that is found in Ephesians chapter 5, chapter 6 in Colossians chapter 3, 1 Peter chapter uh, 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 3, and then Titus chapter 2. These are all the family codes that are there. We don't have to struggle. How do we handle conflicts? How do we handle communication? How do we handle children? How do we handle sexual issues? It is in the Word of God. Today, the Spirit of God is sending an SOS to all families that we need to come back to the original manufacturer of marriage, of men and women. We need to stand firm with God to say that a man will always be a man. A woman will always be a woman. A marriage will always be between a man and a woman. And no other varieties, no other options.
What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? It means to work. The work, the control, the teaching, and the fruit of the Spirit is so essential for marriage and family. That is what allowing the Spirit is not just speaking in tongues. I know we are Pentecostals and we always like to say this. But no, it is more than just speaking in tongues. It's more than just singing in tongues. It is actually listening to the voice of God, the Spirit. Because the voice of God, the Spirit, will always lead us to the Word of God. Lead us to Jesus, the Bridegroom. True authority, when used rightly, is to serve. Husbands, you are called to love. And to love means to serve your wife, to serve your children, to serve the people that you're working, whether it is uh, your driver, whether it's your, your employed staff, whether it's your servant. And so the worst testimony for a Christian home is when we mistreat the, our worker at home. It's so sad when we hear in Christians' home, they ill-treat, they mistreat, they abuse their worker at home. Because we are responsible. The Word of God, we are responsible for everyone that is in our home. I must take responsibility. I cannot pass the responsibility to anyone else. For when wives submit to husband, it is not a license for us husbands and fathers to dominate, to be tyrant and to be a boss cool. Instead, the opposite is to serve. And that is what Jesus did when He washed the feet of His disciples. When He fed the poor, when He healed the sick, authority, right godly authority is not to exercise your power. It's not to exercise your title. It's not to say, you must submit. No. If you look at the Word of God in Ephesians chapter 5, 22, it is not for us to force our wife to submit. It is for our wives to willingly submit to us because they obey the Lord. Because they trust that God is the head of the husband and the father as we are the head of our wives and the children. There is always a reporting who is the head of Christ. God is the head in 1 Corinthians 11. There is always somebody that we come under. So submission is a divine, it's a beautiful approach, a beautiful weapon that God has given to us to fight every attack against rebellion in the household. Proverbs 29, 18 says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful, the NLT. Husbands, fathers, wives, sons and daughters, children. The marriage, the family is not to be a reckless endeavor, a reckless wild ride where every, everything goes. Everybody can do what they feel like doing. There is order in the house, order in the family. 
Marriage is first and foremost powerful, tangible reflection and picture of Christ and His bride, the church. How do husbands and fathers love their wives and children? It is an unconditional commitment to care, to be devoted and to be fully responsible for the welfare of the other person. And love is so different from the love of the world as the Bible defines it. Love is to cherish, to greatly esteem, and to give high value to your wife, to your children, to the people that you are employed in the household. And this is where children learn how to submit. Can you imagine children, if they never follow, if they never submit to their parents, when they grow up, what would they be? They will be rebellious against all authority. The same thing for you and I. If we do not follow, how can we lead? Before we can learn to lead, we must learn to follow. That is discipleship. Marriage is first and foremost a powerful, tangible reflection and picture of Christ and His bride. So love is an unconditional commitment to care, to be devoted and to fully be responsible for the welfare of the other person. So authority is so different. Do you know that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 to verse 33, nine times, the Lord spoke to the husband and only three verses, the Lord spoke to the wife. Because the, the man, the husband, the father is the designated head of the home. Your job, husbands and fathers, my job as a husband and a father is to lead my family in love. If to sacrifice, you know, the word, the comparison that Christ gave the husband is love your wife and as, the, as, as Christ gave His life for His church. Husbands, are you willing to die for your wives? Or are we killing our wives? This is so important. Husbands and fathers, are you willing to discipline your children or allow your children to go undisciplined, to be rebellious? And this is our job as husbands and fathers. Sometimes we delegate to our wives and say, this difficult part, I'm too busy. If we are too busy for our family, we are too busy. Because the family and the household is the foundation for our church, foundation for society, foundation for the nation. The state of our nation, if you trace back we'll go back to the condition of our family. And as sons and daughters of the Lord, with the biblical family code, we have an opportunity of the full life to reverse something that is not right in our household. If there is disorder, disharmony, if there is recklessness in the family, if there's rebellion in the family, husbands, fathers, it is you 
You take responsibility. I take responsibility and stop blaming others. Stop blaming the Sunday school. Stop blaming the youth church. Stop blaming the pastors. Stop blaming our employers. Stop blaming the government. Because we know everything, we want to blame the government. We have to point the finger at us. It is me. The wife that is in the Lord is a fellow believer and contributes to the husband by her role, her responsibility and her respect. We cannot see our wives as an object, as a servant. Not like what a deputy minister say, if your wife is stubborn and rebellion, hit her gently. That is abuse. And that is the last thing husbands should do. You should be the last one to put a tear in your wife's eyes. She is the apple of God's eyes. And every time when I have a misunderstanding, a miscommunication and my wife cries, it is a judgment on myself that I have not been a good leader, a good husband, a good shepherd, the one who disciple her. And there are several times in the past that I have made her cry. And do you know who hates it the most? It is the bridegroom, the Lord of the church, the one who created marriage, that says, she is my daughter, your wife. She's not just your wife. She is my daughter. She is the apple of my eye and should be the apple of your eye. My wife is sending me signal to finish up soon. That is the power of partnership in marriage. I thank God for her, of her submissiveness, even though I made a lot of mistakes. I didn't treat her right well early on in, mar in, in our marriage. And even towards the later part, I just thank the Lord that she still chose to submit to me. Submission in marriage and family must first understand submission to Christ. Submission of Christian wife is ordained, ordered by God for unity, harmony, order in marriage and the family. Do you know that for wives, especially in the West, who are totally against the wife submitting to the husband, but do you know in the true Christian marriage, let me speak to those who are still not married yet. Don't be afraid that your husband will be a tyrant because I taught you how to look for a good husband. But if you marry a godly husband who loves you, the marriage will be the freest. The marriage will be the most protective and fulfilling marriage for a wife when you come under the authority of your husband. You are the helpmate that God has created you to be for your husband. There is no tyranny. There is no domineering. There's no abuse of the Christian wife. But instead, she will be willingly submit to the husband and says, you are my head. You are my leader. I will trust in you as God is your head. This is the way when you talk about the family 
order, the family code is we have victory and be set free from the curse of the fall. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, in a net translation, because it translates directly, because if you translate literally, you won't catch the meaning. It says, you are one to control your husband, but he will dominate you. This is part of the curse when Eve ate the fruit and Adam abdicated from his role as the head. So he says, from now on, part of your punishment is you will want to control, you will want to uh, usurp his authority, but the husband, instead of ruling lovingly, will try to dominate her. So there is, has been a conflict in every marriage since the Garden of Eden, since the fall of Adam and Eve. And so the Lord has given the family code to be able to overcome the constant conflict and arguments and challenge of authorities. God says, if you follow, if you trust in God, if you submit to Him, even if He is disobedient, God will be able to change Him. God will be able to do something in His life. Husbands need their wives' respect and admiration. I need to speak very quickly about this before we end. Do you know the most important thing for a husband, for a father, is a respect, the admiration of his own wife. That is the thing that will hurt him the most. If a wife used her words, if a wife insults or humiliated her husband in front of the children or in front of the neighbours or in front of the friend. Because that is what a man has been created to be. To be protective. To watch over, to shepherd the family. And that is why there are so many marital problems. Because sometimes wives begin to lose control of the boundaries of what is acceptable and not acceptable. What to say and what not to say. There are things that we should not say to discourage, to bring down, to pull down our husbands. But instead, we should lift them up with encouragement. Yes, you made a mistake. It's okay. We learn from it. I will still respect you as my husband. Can you imagine that? How much the husband will love the wife when he always hears encouraging words from the wives. This is something so true even in our uh, marriage counselling. We hear all this. The same thing goes for the wives. That your words, as the Word of God says, is powerful. It's a matter of life and death. Our words, our language, our tongue is a matter of life and death. We can kill someone with our words. That goes the same for husbands too, in the way that you love and how you cherish and be affectionate. Your tone of voice and your attitude towards your wife should be one of servanthood, one of cherishing, one of protecting because she is the weaker vessel in terms of physical strength. We are supposed to protect her. Christians' parents are primarily responsible for the spirituality and the fate of their children. Can I just even move forward, even as I conclude, can I ask the worship team 
to come back. Let me conclude with these four biblical components. If you, those who are in charge of the slide, can just move forward to the four biblical components that is found in the epistle of Ephesians, the family code. So important is God, the Holy Spirit working in us. It is love. It is respect and submission. This does not just apply for the marriage. It applies for all relationship in the home and in the church. God. Because marriage is from God, of God, for God, to bring glory to God as the bride of Christ. Marriage is an illustration of the love of God for His church. And love is so important in every relationship, especially between husband and wife, parents to children. Respect is so important. Yesterday, we visited the home of our church member to do a house blessing. And I, I always give thanks to God when I see children being so respectful of their parents, respectful of elderly people, respectful of visitors coming. I've seen children just walk past the elderly people and just go straight to their room. But I see these children, they have been brought up well. Because I believe that I can see a future for them. If they can be respectful, submissive to their parents, they are going to be wonderful, godly wives. Wonderful citizens that will be launched out to the world. Wonderful leaders that will be available for the church of Jesus Christ. And the last important component is submission. Submission is always one way. Let's not misinterpret the Bible in Ephesians chapter 5, 21. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submission is just like a military term. God has ordained submission in, every, in the three aspects of relationship. Wives to husband, children to parents, workers, employees to employees for a reason. It's never the other way around. A husband is not called to submit to the wife. Children are not called to obey. Uh, parents are not called to submit and obey to their children. Employees are not called to obey. Sorry, employers are not called to obey and submit to their employees. No, in the military term, it's the same. There is different ranking and we always, we always submit to those above us. There is a reason and the reason is order. The reason is harmony. The reason is because Christ is the head of the household. Somebody sent me this, even as I end. He says, The sincerity of the husband is known during the sickness of his wife. Wow, I've seen so many husbands looking after their sick wife. This is how you love. This is how you cherish. This is how you protect a daughter of God. The one who is the apple of your eye, the apple of God's eye. I pray that I will do the same to my wife. I pray that you will do, husbands, you will do the same to your wife. You're willing to lay down your life 
for your wife and not run when trouble comes. Secondly, sincerity of wife is known during the financial situation of the husband. I've seen wives in our church remain faithful to their husband, being so supportive of their husband when their husband loses their job, when the business fails, the husband, the wife stuck. That is the wife that we should look for. That is the husband that we should look for. And my wife did the same to me. When we were in bad financial shape after just got married and she was pregnant, I couldn't really support her. But she hung on to me in spite of being upset with me. When I wanted to quit and listen to God and come to Bible college, she says, don't worry. I will support you. I believe in the call of God in your life. Thank you, wives, for standing by your husband in difficult situations. You will be honoured by God. You will be honoured by your children and by your husband. And we will be setting an example for a watching world where marriages and families are breaking down. And true love of the children is known during the old age of the parents. How did we bring up our children will determine how they will take care of us in our old age. My son jokingly always jokes with me and says, Father, you have to be careful to give me what I want because I will determine which old folks' home you go. But this is just a joke. But the best thing in life as a parent or a grandparent to see your children honouring you, taking good care. And we have seen that in our, fam in our church family where the children were there for their sick, aging parent, bringing them to hospitals, feeding them, taking them for checkups, and taking time off just to care for. I pray our children will be like that. And that is an honour that will bring long life to you children. Obey your parents. Honour your parents. And then the lastly, the last one is, the true nature of sibling is known during the distribution of inheritance. You have heard so many testimonies, even among Christians, where the parents die and then war breaks out among the children. They are fighting for inheritance. Something has gone wrong with the discipline and the instruction of our children when they begin to fight for money, when money becomes more important rather than the value of family, the value of honour, the value of respect, the value of love, the importance of God in their life and submission has been lost to our children. I pray that our siblings, your brothers and sisters in the family, that we will set that example for our household to be the peacemaker in our home. Even there's no perfect family, there's no perfect marriage because that God does not expect us to be perfect on this side of heaven. God does not expect us to be sinless, but we have to sin less because of the Holy Spirit, because of the conviction. 
we pray for the restoration of the family code. God has spoken to thee. You and I can restore back the full life for our families if we restore back the family code. If we begin to come back to God and fight for our families, and the fight starts with us, husbands and fathers. Our wives, our mothers cannot do it on their own. They are not meant to do it on their own. They need the husband, the father, the head of the home to take charge, to take responsibility, to step up, to guard the family, to discipline the family, to disciple the family, to shepherd the family, and to lead the family. I know, I struggled for so many years and you are in that situation but you are not without help. Sign up for the marriage blueprint. Sign up for premarital counseling, uh, marriage for those who are preparing for marriage. Sign up for parental blueprint because Pastor Tiffany and Pastor Sarah and all these are preparing something for the church to remind us of our role, our responsibility, so that families, marriages, children will bring honour and glory to God. And most importantly, let's invite God again back into our marriage, back into our house, back into our relationships. As we sing this song, I ask you to just stand. every marriage and family is walking among each one of you right now. Husbands and wives and children online, at home and here. Let this be a holy ground for you that Jesus wants to touch your marriage, touch your relationship with your children, children to parents, parents to children, husbands to wives, wives to husbands. And employers to employees, Lord. This is a time 
to begin to say, Yes, Lord. I'm shouting and I'm answering the SOS from the Lord of the church to everyone who is willing to hear. Listen to what the Spirit of God is speaking into your hearts, into your household. Obey. Sometimes obedience seems to be the hardest thing. We all know what God wants. It is the step of obedience. Sometimes could be the hardest. Just do it. Just take one step first of obedience. And say, yes, Lord, I will submit. I will love. I will obey. I will honour. I will cherish. I will be understanding. I will not be harsh. I will treat my spouse as the apple of my eye. I will treat my husband as the head and the leader of my home even though he makes mistakes. He's not perfect. Children, this is a training ground for you. A breeding ground for you being a citizen of this nation, of society, of the church. Learn to obey. Learn to honour. Fathers, you have a heavy responsibility to shepherd. So Lord, I pray for every husband and every father here. They will say, yes, Lord, my family is my responsibility. I will shepherd, I will disciple, I will lead, I will love, I will care, I will protect, I will lay down my life for my wife, my children, my household. Wise Lord, let the wise response be, yes Lord, it is you who has put my husband as my head and my leader. But I know that you are the head of my husband. And you will speak to him, you will lead him, you will empower him. Children, Lord, I pray for that obedience, for that honour, to trust God that God has given them each one of us our parent we did not choose our parent but God gave us our parent and parents bring up our children don't let our children just simply go wild or be reckless or just choose what they want to do but continue to discipline them disciple them instruct them in the word of God that they will know Christ they will follow Christ and their character will be built so that there will be arrows that we will shoot out to be productive fruitful citizens ambassadors for Christ in the church in the nation in the society so we thank you Lord for each one of our household Lord it is yours Lord Come, Lord, and touch and heal and restore back the family court, Lord. We give you thanks, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless you. Church, we're so thankful that you have joined us today on our online service. And we want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus and to accept Him as your personal Lord and Saviour. And if this is your prayer, I want you to pray this together with me. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your love for me. I recognise that I am a sinner in need 
of the Savior. And I pray that today you will come into my life. Jesus, I invite you into my life. Be my personal Lord and Savior. Take away all my sins. And I recognize, oh God, that Lord, even as I come before you, you will make me your child. And I will live with you in eternity forever. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your grace in my life. I thank you for the cross. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you've made that prayer, congratulations. I want you to do this one little thing, you know, to scan the QR code or to click on that link right down here so that you will be able to connect with us and we will help you in your journey of faith together with Jesus. As you grow together, you need a family of God walking along with you. So click on that link so that we can connect with you. Once again, we want to welcome those of you who have joined us online for the very first time. You are our very special guests. So please also click on this very special link that is coming up and we want you to be able to uh, be able to connect with us so that some of our leaders can contact you and get to, get to know you better as well, alright? And for those of you who have personal prayer needs, do join us at our Zoom prayer room because there the pastors and ministers will be there till about 12 p.m. and we will be praying for your personal needs. Whatever it is, you know, we believe that God is a God of miracles and He is a prayer-answering God. So, log on to our Zoom prayer room and we will be, we would love to pray along with you. Once again, thank you for joining us on our church online service. We hope to see you again next week and God bless you.